This is the Heartland Daily Podcast. everyone, and thanks for joining us. This is Anne-Marie Schieber from Healthcare News. Today, I have invited back to the podcast Joel Hirshhorn. He is the editor of the Pandemic Blunder Substack and author of the book by the same title. Um, Joel has done a phenomenal job from like day one of the COVID pandemic documenting falsehoods and censorship from our federal health agencies on the disease. He wrote a blog post the other day that caught my attention, and and that's saying a lot because he's written lots of great things on this, but one was titled, Phony COVID Deaths Used as a Propaganda Tool. Welcome back, Joel. Good to be with you, Anne. Joel, um, tell our listeners what you wrote about in this post and the source of your information. And can you kind of give us examples of the people who were listed as dying from COVID uh, but really died from other causes, and it was very obvious. Yes, very obvious. Well, the, the short of the story is, from the very beginning of the pandemic, and I'm talking 2020, CDC enacted a lot of rules which made it very easy and profitable for hospitals to say that somebody died from covid only because they had run a COVID PCR test and gotten a positive result. But the person may have died from other causes. And and in this article that that you referenced that I've recently uh, published on my Substack, um, I gave, I think, nearly 100 examples of people who've died uh, from accidents, from suicides, and from homicides, all of whom uh, were counted as COVID deaths, again, because the way CDC set up the system in 2020, uh, doctors could list a COVID death, even though the person died from obvious other causes. Um, so it was, a, it was an intentional strategy in 2020 uh, to frighten the public, to give power to the government, uh, to make people fear dying from COVID, when in fact there was very little statistical possibility of most people dying from COVID. Uh, very, very few people have actually died from COVID, uh, including elderly people uh, that are often mentioned, because the elderly people, again, they may have a positive test result, but they probably have died because of a weakened immune system, because of other comorbidities, medical problems. Sure. So, and, and the one thing I want to also emphasize, that one of the other tricks that CDC played was that people could run the PCR test at what we call a high number of revolutions. Just keep running the machine the number of cycles so that if you run it long enough, you're going to pick up some fragments of the virus doesn't mean the person really has a viral infection, but they've been doing that for a long, long time, particularly hospitals, running that PCR test over 20 or 25 cycles and getting basically false positives also. Mm. So when you put everything together, 
you realize that the number that they cite now, I think it's over a million COVID deaths, is a big lie, a total propaganda lie. In actual fact, I think only possibly a few hundred thousand people have died actually from COVID infection, uh, uh, typically uh, a respiratory infection. Uh, and only because, again, they were not given the chance to prevent the infection through the use of uh, generic medicines like ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and also high doses of vitamin D. The other side of this, though, I want to emphasize, Anne, is that starting in 2021, the other big lie has been not telling the public about all the people dying from the COVID vaccines. Mm. So, so you have a, a double-sided, unbelievable horror story here. Uh, people believing, yeah, we could die from COVID and not understanding that they could die from the vaccines. I think we now have been reaching the point in the U.S. and other countries where the number of people dying from the vaccines is probably as great as the number of legitimate COVID deaths from actual COVID infection. Wow, that's saying a lot. I mean, I checked the tracker on January 17th, and it said 1,999,866 people died from COVID. And, you know, it's funny, um, I was going to ask you if the CDC has ever acknowledged this overcounting. I know Walensky, uh, the executive director there, said kind of casually on television that, you know, people had four and five comorbidities who were listed as COVID deaths. But that's, as far as I can recall, the closest they've ever come to admitting that this has been going on. But, you know, you ask people in the general public and they think COVID is still the the, the disease of you know, a lifetime and probably for hundreds of years. I mean, it's just incredible, the misinformation on this. Yes, and I've seen some papers published just in the last week where people have made it clear that what we call the fatality rate, you know, what percent of people uh, actually die from COVID, that that fatality rate is actually less severe than the flu. So it's very difficult to actually die from COVID infection. Very difficult. Now, there are a few comorbidities like obesity and diabetes and a serious heart condition that make it more likely. But again, those people may not be dying directly from COVID infection. That's what I want to emphasize. And, and doctors, at hospitals, I, want to, I can't say this enough. Hospitals make hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars per patient if they list that death as COVID, even in part COVID, even just with COVID, not necessarily from COVID. The hospital will still make all that money. Yeah, it's just crazy. You know, I think part of this too also is the um, thing, the issue of death certificates. So, you know, a lot of that's dictated by state law, which I guess is a good thing. But do you suppose that there needs to be uniformity? So like, you know, on a death certificate, for example, a doctor will list maybe four causes related to the death. And and most people are not required to undergo, I mean, it's up to a family, but unless it's suspicious circumstances, there are no autopsies done. 
Um, do you suppose that we really need to kind of look at this on more of a, a national or federal level to get some sort of uniformity in these uh, death declarations? Well, actually, CDC did create uniformity. CDC put out a rule which explained how doctors can list COVID on the death certificate very easily. So CDC did create that national rule that doctors, especially in hospitals where most people die, supposedly from COVID, uh, the hospitals follow the, the CDC rule and they make all the money. Uh, so, and that's just the way it is. It's a co totally corrupt system. Uh, again, but as it turns out, the people who've looked at the actual numbers of real CDC deaths have shown that it's less deadly than the annual flu. Yeah, yeah. What do you make of these two investigations that are taking place? Uh, one by Senator Ron Johnson. He's holding a, a round table and he's invo invited a host of people. And notably, Fauci, Walensky, Cardiff, Jaw, they all declined to participate. And then you've got in Florida, Governor DeSantis, who's impaneled a grand jury to look into vaccine injury, uh, you know, the marketing behind all of that. And then I think they're also going to do an autopsy study similar to the one that was done in Germany. Do you think any of these efforts are going to bear some fruit where we will see some substantial reform? Well, the only good work is in Florida. Uh, I don't see anything good happening at the federal level. And uh, you're right, autopsies are key. And in uh, uh, the, the German work, which you mentioned, which I think I did an article on, uh, clearly showed if you do autopsies, well, first off, you can discover uh, whether people have died from the COVID vaccines. That's where most of the autopsy work has actually lately been going on, is to see whether vaccines are killing people and the way you prove it, other than by just a kind of association that someone dying within hours or weeks of a, of a vaccine shot, the real way you prove it is through autopsies. And that autopsy research, mostly done in Europe, a little bit in the U.S., definitely can prove whether somebody has died from vaccine. And normally they can prove it by looking at heart tissue because mm. I see the way... The COVID virus, when it does kill some people legitimately, it's, it's a viral infection in terms of what's happening in your lungs. So it's respiratory in nature. What changes dramatically, the people dying from the vaccines are mostly being impacted by something happening to their heart, their cardiovascular system. So... That's, that's what's going on with the vaccines, is you have the myocarditis, and that, the people who drive, and the statistics now are all over the world, on relatively young people dying suddenly, sudden death, uh, that's happening because their hearts have been damaged from the COVID vaccines. And the more shots you take, I want to emphasize this, the more damage you get, the damage is caused by the spike proteins. And I, I just published another article recently. Uh, in a lot of people, they are finding the spike proteins are moving throughout the body and infecting like a toxic material uh, 
critical organs, but particularly the heart. So we know that the athletes that are dying, the young people that are dying, the working age people that are dying across the world, they are not dying from COVID infection. They are dying now from the vaccines and all the boosters. And I, I, what I want to emphasize is the more shots, the more boosters you take, the more you damage your immune system. So you become weaker and more vulnerable to all the new variants of the vaccine, of the virus. So that's yeah. what's going on. The more shots, the, the more danger you are in. Um, do you think the public is starting? We've had so many people vaccinated. It's always been my theory that if you actually get the vaccine, you have a different viewpoint on what's been going on than someone who's unvaccinated. A couple of weeks ago, Rasmussen released a study that showed something that I thought was really startling. Uh, it said among those who have gotten the vaccine, 38%, which I thought was pretty high, consider unexplained deaths from the vaccine at least somewhat likely. To me, I think that's huge because it's now starting to show that people who've been vaccinated are starting to understand and see what's going on in the news, these sudden deaths. Um, they're really starting now to question the rationale behind the vaccine. Uh, yeah, do you, but, did you look and the proof of it is that when you look at the statistics on what fraction of the population are taking the booster shots, well, that fraction is not much more than 10%. So very few people now, because of what they are learning, are taking the booster shots. And by the way, the booster shots have been proven through research to be absolutely useless in terms of all the new variants of the virus. So right. just a total waste and a danger because those shots, although they won't help you with regard to the virus, they will damage your immune system and they can damage your heart. I got one last question for you. Um, do you have much hope in the House? There's now a subcommittee on weaponization of the federal government. Uh, we've seen the House ask in pretty dramatic ways in just the first week. Uh, do you suppose, or, or we've seen what's been going on in the House, uh, lots of dramatic things happening. Do you suppose that we're going to get some meaningful information out of this particular body? I'm not hopeful, but I think reality is catching up with propaganda. And that I mean by that, that so many people are being injured and killed, particularly by the vaccines that eventually this corrupt system based on propaganda is going to have to admit that they've made a huge mistake, okay? And eventually, I think the truth will wear out only because of statistics. You know, when you have insurance companies saying a 40% increase in the deaths of young working people, and the only explanation are the vaccines, uh, that truth is emerging. So we... The proof of that is that the boosters are not being used. Uh, uh, you know, there are vast quantities that the government has spent billions of dollars on of, of booster shots that are going to be thrown out because they're going to expire. Well, on that note, <laughs> we will leave it there. We could talk about this for hours on end, but I appreciate so much you coming back on the podcast always interesting. You're like a walking encyclopedia on COVID and the pandemic. And we thank you so much for your work. Keep us posted. 
Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you, Anne. All right. Joel Hirshhorn is the editor of the Pandemic Blender Substack and author of the book by the same name, Pandemic Blunder, both excellent sources of healthcare information, uh, especially on COVID and how our health agencies run. And we hope you enjoyed this discussion. Uh, if you did, please pass on the word. The Heartland Daily Podcast offers fresh content on a variety of public policies and their free market solutions Monday through Friday. So become a subscriber share our link, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite platform because that does keep this content up front and center. Thanks again for joining us. This is Anne-Marie Schieber. 